few minutes. Chubba, Daniel, how you boys doing today? Good, good. What up, what up? Hanging in there, ready to roll. Yeah, we finally made it. Um, so, uh, you know, as usual, we'll uh, talk about the PGA Tour, but I have nothing. I just saw that the guy that won, his name started with a last name started with a K. Um, and I believe it's probably not pronounced cock rack, but when I cock look rack. at it, it's a, uh, it's cock rack. It's a rack full of cocks. Gotta be cock rack. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I can't see that going any other way. Exactly. And I think I want to say it's his first win. He's been on tour for quite a while. Um, so shout out to cock rack. Congratulations. Uh, if you ever do want to come on the pod, um, you're more than welcome. But speaking of coming on the pod, um, do we have somebody here with us today? Do we have a guest? A special guest, son. He's actually... The two-time uh, reigning defending New Hampshire GA Player of the Year. He's a three-time New Hampshire high school state champion. Uh, seven overall club championships. Uh, four-time New Hampshire stroke play amateur championship. He was runner-up in the New Hampshire State Am uh, in some year. And 2020, we have him down as the 2021 New Hampshire State Am champ. Uh, he's a two-time... Uh, Players Championship, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, maybe Rhode Island. Uh, 2015 Rhode Island Open champion. Uh, he's been a runner-up in the New Hampshire Open, third place in the Vermont Open, and a 1997 Hanover Junior champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat Pelletier. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great to be on. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, how you doing, Pat? Pretty well, pretty well. Not bad. Yeah, Pat, it's uh, great having you on. So Pat took us out. Um, Pat took us out at his club about maybe a month or two, a couple months ago at the Queechy Club up in Vermont. Um, we had a beautiful day there, and and I, Pat, Pat, you slapped it around and shot uh, seven even par seventy two or something. I, I was yeah, so quick so, little story about that. Quick little one. Let me jump in yeah, there because yeah. Pat and I li- actually live in the same area, and this one was interesting for me because I've seen Pat's name all over. They just plastered all over clubhouses, so I've known the name for years. Is actually I, I kind of had this running joke within my group, like this Pat Pelletier guy never leaves any for the rest of us because <laughs> it's like every club I would go into, you see his name all over, painted all over the walls. Yeah, club champion here, club champion there. It's like. How does this guy find the time? So then when he hit Sonny up, he was like, hey, somebody hit me up, wants to go play Queechy. I said, oh, who was it? Pat Pelletier. <laughs> sure <laughs> who enough. would have thunk? The famous. And I know Daniel, even down in Nashua, has heard of Pat Pelletier, too. So the name obviously travels. Yep. Uh, yeah, sure sometimes have. it travels for, you know, sometimes I make some people mad, so it travels, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so not always least, for the best reasons. Yeah. But everybody knows he's a stick, and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. I, I, this is, I didn't even write this question down, but this is like the, when we were out there on the golf course, like we, we kind of stayed sober that day. We didn't really mm-hmm. drink. We didn't really smoke. Were you surprised that we, that we were kind of, we were like sober dudes out there not like lighting up. We're like, were you waiting for us to like light up blunts and like shotgun beers or were you, what was the vibe going you know, into that I day honest, for you? I honestly didn't, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what to think is obviously with Queechy, you know, being, private club some people you know are on best behavior some people don't care where they are and you know, i could tell you guys are being respectful so you know i i really don't care i play with all kinds of people whether you were smoking or drinking it you know it really didn't matter to me so i honestly had no idea what to expect from you guys <laughs> now so, did you know yeah. that did you know that me and chubba lit up a j on like the 10th hole or did, did you smell that you know, or i i could sense a little but you know i <laughs> i 
I played it off like I, you know, that I wasn't really paying attention. You know, I was, I was grinding out there, you know. Yeah. We had a little yeah, well, two-on-two match going. Yeah, we did. So I hope you know, you know, if you ever do want to hit that, Jay, you're more than welcome. Were you nervous when you watched me and Chubba both throw it right over the pin on the first hole? You know, it was, pretty, it was, it was a pretty stellar start. You guys had me, you know, a little shaken. Oh, yeah, but once sandbaggers. Yeah, I mean Chuba, you you put one that almost like literally went in right over the pin, and so did I. I mean, my I I don't know about you guys, but my adrenaline was I was so nervous on that first tee in front of Pat. <laughs> I like I I, I could have hit a wedge. I think we had like one ninety or something into that hole. I mean, I just flushed a seven iron right over the flag. I thought for a second it might be in the hole, and then Pat. Well, Sonny, I think. I think you missed this part leading up to that that first hole. I think you maybe the bathroom is still in the putting green or something. I'm walking up to the first tee and and Daniel's in front of me and Pat turns to Daniel. He's like, "So what? You guys usually play the tips?" And Daniel's just like, "Yup." <laughs> like, what do you mean, "Yup, dude? No, <laughs> we don't." Those tips gave us a 240 yard par three. Chuba doesn't hit those shots, guys. I'll tell you what, though, Chuba, that was probably you know, for you figured out the distance like a day before that because that was like the longest you've ever been. Um, I noticed it on one of the first couple of holes. Um, you were only a little bit behind Pat and me and Daniel uh, when we were. Um, I think it was the second or third hole on, on our drives, and I was like, "Damn, Chuba's got some distance now." Um, so. Yeah, Pat. Uh, Pat and I were actually even through two, yeah. and I remember he. <laughs> I think he might have been on the green on two. He made a comment like "15 handicap, huh?" Like I think he is a little doubtful there, but I re- rest assured, Pat. Don't worry, it's gonna it's gonna all come unraveling here soon yeah. enough, and it sure did. Patience, you see everything yeah. coming out. A little patience. That's it. So so thank you for having us out that day. Of course, amazing shape everywhere in 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 Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire has been yellow this year. And Queechee was just beautifully pure green. Uh, that was just a fun day overall. So got to yeah. ask, got to yeah. ask, Pat, um, this year, what was your lowest round? Because you, you're a stick. Like I said, he shot even par and it looked like he was slapping it around so, that day. So funny story to that low round. So Chuba, did you play Lake Moray at the beginning of the year? Yeah. When there's temps. Yeah. So my all, my low at Queechee this year, I think I've shot in a 64, I think, on Highland or 65. Um, at, wow. But uh, at Lake Maury, the beginning of the year, there was a temp, I think, on like a couple holes or the seventh hole, which is a par three, like 130-yard par three. Yeah. I actually got a hole in one on the temporary green, oh. and, I shot, and I shot a 60, 10 under. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's wild that you say that because I actually, when I was playing those temps earlier this year, I actually asked on the podcast whether you count that. If I, I yeah. said it as if it was your first hole-in-one, uh-huh. would you count that? Right. Yeah, because it's kind of tricky because that one on seven, that temp green is actually further than the pin. Yeah. But like back on six, they actually pull it sure. in so it's a bit closer. Would you count that as a hole if it was your first See, if it, if it was my first, I don't know what I would do because that's what I actually was joking with everybody. I was asking that same question. It was actually my fifth hole-in-one, so I'm counting it. <laughs> oh. But but uh, if it was my first, I don't I don't know what I would do because it, it kind of would be a little, you know, not quite as cool on a temporary green, doesn't it? It kind of half counts, I guess. I kind of that's why I told everybody I have four and a half hole in ones, I guess I've been saying. Damn. So, so, so even if you even if you made birdie there on a temporary green or, or you would have had 61, that's got to be your yeah. low score ever, right? Yeah, I've shot a 61 there before when it was fully open, but yeah, 60 was my was my all time low. Dude, that is so, I mean, we've and we've played, we've all played Maury plenty of times, I think the lowest score in our group. I don't know, I think I shot like a 75 once or 76, but. Um, 
that's fucking low. 61. God. Yeah. yeah, and so and so as the resident math guy, I'm just doing a little math here in my head, uh, Pat. But just to confirm, what ex- so were there any? That's that's got to be like, a, I mean, a birdie on every hole. Like, were there how many pars is that? And uh, no bogeys, I would assume, or how did that go? I actually think I had one bogey that day. What's more, a par wow. par seventy for ten under. I think I had, so. I had the eagle with a hole in one, and I think nine birdies. Wow. Yeah, and what made it even better is that it was a group of guys where we were playing, I think, a little four-on-four-on-four, on four on four, so kind of made it even sweeter when I you – know. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Have you ever made more birdies than that in the round? Uh, no, I think that's my that's my all-time high. Yeah. That's the difference between yeah. me and you is I made eight birdies one time and I shot 67. <laughs> that, that, that was my best round ever. Uh, that's so. the difference between you and me, you guys, uh, is that I <laughs> – nine birdies career (laughs) now pat we also got the chance to play in another scramble and i think we were just one sunny short of of winning that no offense i see bags but i think if 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 sunny at the like one or two handicap mark uh you know was we had we had a 35 handicap kind of fill in for sunny's one or two (laughs) i think if we have sunny there we win no doubt but one thing i noticed pat um you know, in the scramble, we're laying down like a little ball ball mark when we're putting and stuff. Um, and at some point, you know, you were very particular about, you know, we would make a putt. You want that same ball mark going down. We start missing a couple. You want to switch it up. What other kind of superstitions do you have out on the course? Dude, I'm I'm super nuts on the golf course. I'm crazy. People, people <laughs> call me nuts. So, you know, most people, you know, like you got a left tee in your left pocket or you mark it heads like – if I'm playing, you know, I I try to keep everything the same if I'm playing well. So one of my biggest, I guess, superstitions, I was talking to you this the other day about it, I actually don't hit range balls before I play. Wow. Yeah. It's wow. it's it's it kind of is like a it's like a semi-phobia, but it's more a superstition. So when I was in college, I actually had uh surgery on my hand. So it bothered me for a while. So I, I actually kind of, if I hit balls too early, it would kind of really stiffen up for the round. And a lot of college events were 36 holes, 18. Mm. So I, I didn't, I kind of got away from the range a little bit. And then, you know, I, I did. And then when I turned pro for a little while, I tried to do the range, but it kind of just wasn't, I don't know. It just wasn't vibing for me. And then the last actually four or five years, I've really taken that to heart. And I've, I've kind of, uh, I've had some of my best summers ever. So now I legit do not even look at the range. So last year I was lucky enough to go to the U.S. Mid-Am. So Damn. I'm out there. It's in Colorado. Place is sweet. So I play two practice rounds. Don't touch the don't touch the uh, range. And my buddy, so we're, who's caddying for me, we we walk up to the putting green the day before the first round, and I or the day of the first round, and I uh, get a text on my phone that says they're 30 minutes running behind. So I usually time it where I'm about 35 minutes before my tea time. So I, I stretch in the parking lot for a good 15, 20 minutes. I got back issues for a while, so I get some good stretching in. And then I like to go to the punting green, take some putts, and then kind of go to the tee and just, you know, kind of practice how you play. You go out and play with your buddies all the time. So, mm-hmm. right. you know, keep it going. So I get that text that there's a delay. So I look at my caddy and he, and I go, what do you think? Go to the range? He goes, he goes yeah, let's go. So – Meanwhile, I got them lugging my bag out, like four waters in it, a bunch of snacks. You know, I'm making them work. So it's about a mile walk up to the range. I mean, the thing's on the other side of the property. I get up to the range, and I, I look at the range. I said, no, nah, I can't do it. Let's go back to the putting green. 
He goes, are you serious? He said, sorry, man. I had to at least go check it out. I go, it's a USG event. We got to at least see the range. So then I get, you know, then I get back to the putting green and, you know, I take a few more putts. Finally, it's my turn to up. And I, I mean, I, I usually hit, I'm not going to lie. I usually hit the first tee ball right down the middle every time. It's crazy. I don't understand it. Wow. Really? But so it's, it's a weird thing. So I try to time it. I get super, super anxious for tournaments. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not even really a nerve thing for a tournament. It's more anxious. So I, I try to time it, like limit my time standing around on the range or, or putting green. True. So I, you know, Chubba knows, you guys know Lake Morey, the first hole is 225 par three. You know, I, I've played there a million times. I'm like, I don't, there's no range here. I, you know, show up, hit it 225. I make par on that hole. Why, why kind of change who I am? I go out with my buddies all the time and don't warm up on the range. And I usually play pretty well. So it kind of has become a thing now the last four or five years where I just kind of show up, stretch a little, take a few putts and peg it in the first tee. And I, I've played really well the last three or four years. So I, it, it's kind of become now a, a major little superstition of mine where I don't dare to hit hit the range because I don't want to mess up what I've been doing. Wow. So did you hear that, wow. everybody out there? Just fucking never hit the range and you could be the best <laughs> player in New Hampshire. Or your I mean, <laughs> it's quite comical. I'm sure Chubba loves to hear this because this is his favorite golfer, uh, Bubba Watson, follows a very similar uh, mindset going in where he doesn't – I think he's more of a range guy, but he doesn't really practice. He just goes out and plays rounds. Um, he might hit a few, but you know, to warm up. But very interesting. And Pat, one of, one of the things I wanted to uh, elaborate on that, I had a question um, written down about your mental game and what it's mm-hmm. like out there. I definitely noticed like your level headedness and your focus on the course through the round we played. But like more so, while you're on the course and you're into your round, what is what are some of your swing thoughts? Like, are you playing for par? Are you playing for birdie? Does that vary? Are you only focused on the next shot? Um, do you have a lot of swing thoughts out there? Or is it just kind of, you know, just, I don't know, you tell me. I know there's, I just threw six questions at you right there. <laughs> What's the secret? So I, I think one of the reasons why I'm not a big range guy, you know, I like to go play more than I practice on the range because I'm not really a technical guy. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a kind of feel it out, kind of play it. You know, I don't I don't really try to hit like high cuts. High, I try to hit a little not. I mean, I'm kind of more of a kind of an old school, just, you know, try to get the ball in the fairway, get the ball in the green and, you know, kind of go from there. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of just try to get on every tee. And I mean, obviously it's a cliche. It's easier said than done, but I try to, I really just try to go one shot at a time. I mean, when I'm on the green, like on the tee box, if it's, you know, if it's not a long hole, I try to work my way back from the green to the tee. You know, if it's like a 340 hole and there's kind of trouble up in front, there's, I try to work my way back to see a yardage that I want mm-hmm. and kind of hit it from there. I don't, I don't, I don't hit driver a ton unless I have to. I mean, I'm comfortable with, with Queechee, of course, because I play all the time. So when you guys played, played with me, I'd, I try to rip driver a lot, but I'm not really, I guess you could say a long hitter. So I try to more so get the ball in the fairway. And that's kind of where I, I try to take an advantage against most players. So you're thinking of just fairways and greens as opposed to shaping a shot in a particular way, you know, unless you have to on a severe. Right. Yeah. If there's certain, you know, when I'm playing really well, you know, left pins and right pins, I can kind of shape it. I can shape it both ways if I'm playing well. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I hit a lot of knockdown shots. If you play with me enough, I mean, 180 yards, I could probably rip a seven iron, but sometimes I might take even a five iron choke up or even a six and just, you know, hit, hit little knockdowns. I, I, I like to control it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is playing in Rhode Island for four years. 
at you know URI, I we played in the right near the water a lot, so it was windy. Ah. It kind of you know it, it kind of grooved into my swing where it's a lot of control shots, not a lot of full swings, not a lot of hundred hundred percent or hundred ten percent effort. Mm-hmm. That's where I think most most people get in trouble, especially the average golfer. You know the the you know. 10, 15, 20 handicappers and beyond, they, they kind of try to go full speed all the time. No, it, it makes perfect sense. So you're saying I actually posted a meme today of uh, Tiger hitting an eight iron 142 yards, and it was just a soft, smooth knockdown eight iron. He puts it to about six inches, and it's just yeah. like, oh, okay. So that's what it's like to be able to have that shot in your bag, you know, a nice knockdown from anywhere. Definitely. Yeah, I've, uh, I've always been in that camp too of, of the knockdowns because that shorter swing just gives you a little less room for error, you know, and just, exactly. you know, jumping on one is just not, it's, it's, it's too risky. And when you're a really good player, you out, you, you weigh those risks. Um, I mean, even as a, as a low handicap, not like Pat, but I mean, I'm always trying to play the best, like, like think about my best miss because it happens a lot. But when we played, I, I said to myself the whole round, I'm like, how does this guy hit driver on every fucking hole, dude? I was so jealous because then I wanted to take my driver out and I lost a couple of balls because of it. You hit yeah. every fucking fairway with a driver. It was unreal. I'd never seen anything like it. I don't know if it, like you just hit your driver really straight. Yeah, it's it was fun to watch. Usually I like to hit a little fade with the driver. So, you know, sacrifice a little distance. But I mean, I'm usually pretty comfortable. That's usually if I'm if I'm not playing well in tournament. A lot of times, it's just because a tee ball gets me in a little trouble. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was that, the confidence with the driver that day was just fun to watch. I mean, just a little tiny cut on every hole, and like you said, yeah, you lose a little distance, but you might have missed two, fair, three fairways that day, maybe. Like it was just, it was like Pat always had 140 yards in, like to every hole. It was just <laughs> unreal. And when it really clicked on me is I lost a drive left on a hole. It was after the par, after a long par five, and then it was a dog leg right. And I lo- I kind of drove my drive through where you needed to, and I, Pat was just in perfect position again. I was like, this fucking guy just can't be beat. Because until then, I was like, I think I might, I might have it in me today. And then that, when you just kept hitting the driver off the tee, I was like, I, I can't keep up. I can't do it. So fun to watch with the straight drivers. I wish I could do that. So, um, what? And I'm sure everybody has this. I know I do. Um, what's, and you've probably been dialing in on this number for years, but what, do you have a favorite yardage? Like what's the number where you're just like, if it's a par three, maybe you're like, this is my hole in one number. Do you have a favorite yardage, favorite club? Uh, I mean, I guess for a par three favorite yardage would probably be around like 170, 175. Hmm. I feel like I'm pretty, I mean, I feel like iron for you probably. Yeah. I mean, obviously if it's a hundred yards, I'd rather have a hundred yard shot on par three. But I mean, if I'm, if I'm like 168, I'm like in between, but if I'm 170, 175, for me, that's just like a nice, smooth seven iron. You know, I usually max out my seven, like 178, 180 if I really swing at it, but it smooth is 170, it's five, 175. But if, you know, a little smoothie three quarters, like 170, which like I was saying, I'd, I'd rather more so kind of hit the little smooth one knockdown. So that's kind of a comfortable yardage. Mm-hmm. Take yeah, the big right. out of it. But when you play uh, as Lake Maury as much as I have, like I'm sure you guys are aware, if you hit a driver well, you got a lot of little flip wedges in. So, I mean, anything inside of 100, I'm actually very comfortable. A lot of people don't like like a 60, 70-yard wedge. Mm. I've hit it so many times at Lake Maury that, mm. I mean, I feel like I have a lot of those pretty dialed in too. Do you, do you practice outside of days that year? Like do you ever hit the range? I mean, if, if I'm not swinging well, I will go to the range and – 
put myself on video and kind of see what I'm doing and work on a drill and try to keep myself connected more. I'll work on like a towel drill underneath your arms and stuff. But a lot of my practice is if I'm out of work, I, I play. My practice is on the golf course playing. I don't, I'm not someone who hit like three balls on every tee. And I try to play exactly how I would in a tournament, you know, go out, play 18 holes, you know, sometimes 27, 36, if I'm lucky enough to play all day, but I will just, my best practice is just playing golf. One of Chubba's mottos is practice how you play. So I'm all about that life. Um, Now, how old were you or kind of what was the moment when you realized, like, I fucking got this? You know, was there was there a a specific event? Was there, you know, were you just kind of practicing around with your friends or or when was it that it clicked that like, oh, no, I'm a player. This isn't just something I do for fun. I mean, I'd say when it really clicked was probably 12, 13 years old. I think I was starting on the New Hampshire Junior Tour at that time and I was pretty successful and I had a I, I was lucky enough to have a handful of friends where we all played a lot of golf together in the summer but I was I was winning some of those events and so I was kind of realizing like okay this you know this could be something but from from the time I was like seven eight years old nine years old I mean I was I was diehard golf and then lucky enough once you get older you know there's more events more things you can play in and again all my friends played so it was we got to travel around all over New Hampshire New England play a bunch of stuff and you know, once you get a taste of, you know, even those small trophies at 12, 13 years old, it, it, you know, it really, really clicks in your brain. Like, wow, this, this is, I love this. I wish I could play hundred holes every single day of my life. Wow. And so you say seven or eight, what, when did you start? I started maybe a little before that, you know, where I was kind of picking up a club here and there. My dad, my whole family, my my family's all golfers. I have an older brother who plays a lot, younger brother who plays. And my dad, you know, my dad is an athlete. So I kind of grew up in an athletic family. And I was able to go to the golf course a lot. So it kind of, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, I, I really started to really pick it up and get my own set and, you know, play 36 holes with your buddies every day. And it just became where if I wasn't golfing and I was not happy. <laughs> so you've maybe had like six months of your life of being a shitty golfer. <laughs> I wish it was that simple. <laughs> I think I think that's that's like one of the best things about golf is that like everybody remembers those days because you just everybody starts out and you're just never good right off the right off the bat. So you you always go through those even if it's a year of just remembering what it's like to just hit a lot of bad shots. Yeah, or Chubba's whole life. Yeah, no, <laughs> some some longer than yeah, others. Yeah. You know, obviously when you start young, it helps out a little bit, and that that period is a little bit longer when you start older. But everybody goes through it. That's why you never forget. Now, Pat, you said the whole family plays, and you have an older brother and a younger brother who plays. When the when the boys go out for a family round, who's taking it? You know, so it's funny. They'd be mad if I said this, but a lot of times my – so I have a younger brother who's in college. He's a sophomore in college. And older brother who – what am I, 32? He's 35. So a lot of times though I do those three take on me. And Oh, wow. Yeah, let's just say I, I usually beat them, but, you know, they'd be pretty mad if I uh, – they found out I'm saying that. <laughs> totally. That's funny because I, I have the same family dynamic where my dad and both of my brothers play too. So, and I, I am the, the family low. I mean, we're, we're not, we're not Pat Pelletier low, but, but you know, we, we're lower than, <clears throat> than my family. So it's usually a, a three on one uh, also, or a two on a two on two can work. Cause my little brother is actually going to overtake me at some point. Once he learns how to play the game mentally, um, you guys are the uh, you guys are the family sticks, so to speak. Yes, yeah. Pat, Pat, 
Pat's like a state stick. I am the stick within my family. Um, Pat, Pat's yeah, a little bit different for Pat, I'm sure. I mean, when you got 61 in the bag or 60, I mean, I'm going to call it a 60, right? 61? I'm calling, yeah, I'm calling it a 60. Yeah, that was a 60 all day. It's not your fault there was a temporary green and you got all I agree. One. I agree 100% with that. Yeah. Taking uh, it. Danny, you got another question here? I don't even know where we're at right now. <laughs> Dude, did we lose Danny again? I love when this happens. It's one of the best parts of the group check oh, no. off podcast. His name no, I was actually, uh, actually <laughs> queuing up here, had the mute button on. Um, Good. But I was listening in, and Pat, all these courses that you've traveled around and played, what's the, uh, what's the best course you've ever played? Where's it at? What's the best course I've ever played? Or, or your fa- I should say your favorite course, favorite. not necessarily condition-wise or, you know, your favorite course. That's, so, um, Sonny, I'm, I think you might have maybe been lucky enough to play here. So Shelter Harbor is one of my favorites in Rhode Island. It's actually okay. one of the two courses in Rhode Island I've never played, but I'm supposed uh, to get out there this fall. The um, place is phenomenal. It looks so unreal, man. Like, how yeah. good is it? How good? Tell us how it's good fun. it is. It, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's I, if I could play there every day, hundred holes a day, I would never leave. I don't care if it's snowing. <laughs> a, a funny thing about that course is um, shelter Harbor was built. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it was built, but there's a course um, in that area, uh, Westerly Rhode Island called Mesquamacit, mm-hmm. um, the Mesquamacit mm-hmm. club. And it's impossible to get a membership there. They just, so a bunch of people, well, that's a big area for like um, vacationers from New Jersey and New York. And a bunch of them, everybody wanted memberships at Mesquamacit. Nobody could get them. So a bunch of people pooled money together and built Shelter Harbor. And, and Mesquamacit's a really nice Donald Ross. Um, but from what I've heard, and, and there's not a divot on Mesquamacit. I've only played it once. But like nobody plays it. It's that like tough to get into. So right. it's like Newport Country Club, the same kind of thing. Um, yep. but shell, but from what I've heard, like sh- they just built shelter Harbor and it's just by far and away a better golf. Yeah, course. It's, I mean, it's kind of got everything. It's like links. It's old. I mean, it's got every, every sort of hole. I mean, it's just, and it's obviously pristine. So that's, I was lucky enough. I think all four years or three out of the four, we had a college tournament there. I mean, I, wow. I've been, I was lucky at URI. I mean, we traveled, we traveled all over the place. That's, that's probably one of my favorite courses. And then, um, Kind of going a little step further to Daniel's question. So, fire. I was lucky enough. We had a tournament at Firestone, you know, where they used to have the big. uh, Was it the world the that big championship or something? Yeah, yeah. WG World Golf Championship, I think, or whatever they had. Mm -hmm. So, we had a big tournament there. So, I would probably put that on the list just because it was, you know, it was such a tour quality golf course the way it was set up that it it kind of made it you know that much more cool to play, knowing that all the the guys on tour. We're there all the time. It's unfortunate that they don't play that anymore, but that's a, that was a sweet track. Now, so Pat, when deciding on what your favorite track is, like, do you, is it the conditions? Is it the layout? Like, does your, do you, do you want to be challenged there? Like if you make a low score, does that depend on whether you like it or not? Or do you like to have a course that kind of challenges you? Because Chubba's favorite courses are where he scores low, which are <laughs> few and far between. I mean, challenge is 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 probably you know up there a little bit but i mean it's it's more the the shape of the course you know it obviously has to be pristine but i mean just kind of the landscape the way it's the way it's uh set up designed 
that's why one of the reasons why I love shelter. It just it has every sort of hole you could imagine, which just kind of adds. You're not just playing one boring course. That's some of the Donald Ross. Like I love Donald Ross courses, but the problem with his is that they're all very similar. There's not a whole lot of not a game. They're back to front. They're elevated a little bit. A little dog leg left, dog leg right. Yeah. So the yeah. courses that you can get a little water, you know, tree lined or tight fairways, long holes, short holes, kind of test every club in your bag. Those are ones that I would probably put high on my list when you when you're hitting every club in your bag no matter what your handicap is you know it's a good course mm-hmm. yeah so true you're right though the donald ross it's like and i love donald ross courses and i've worked at a bunch and i've and i've and in the northeast there's just so many in rhode mm-hmm. island it's like every course you go to is a donald ross and there's a lot of them in mass too and like you said it's the same thing greens roll back to front elevated greens a lot of dog legs just like the, the holes are are made from a smart guy who like knows how to get in your head a little bit, but they're all exactly the same. I mean, aside from the conditions, which is the only thing that sets them apart layout wise, it's just a lot of the sim- a lot of similar holes. So it does get a little bit boring and shelter not, it's a lynx course. There's, there's yellow fescue everywhere, but there's also trees. There's it's on the water. Like you, it's got literally everything you can imagine in a golf course with perfect conditions and a million dollars to, to be yeah. a member. It's, it's, <laughs> it's up there with, you know, if you're rated out of 10 stars, it'd have about 13 stars. Oh shit. Wow. And where's that's in what town? A Westerly, Westerly, Rhode Island. Gotcha. Right. Big, 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 right, on, right on the Connecticut border. Yeah. Kind of not far from Foxwood. So if you ever want to do a Foxwoods trip, um, you, you know, you can't go play shelter, but you might, if you have a connection. Um, so, uh, Pat, golf idol growing up. Yeah, you could do, I'm sure uh, for the right price, they'll let you in. Um, Pat growing up, was it tiger? Did, was there somebody else? Was there a certain swing on tour that you love? Who was, who was it for you? You know, I've always been a big Phil guy, you know, <laughs> my man. Wow. My man. Which is wow. funny because a lot of the guys that I grew up with and even guys still today that I work with, they rag on me so bad about Phil. And I just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, my family likes Phil. I'm a, I'm a Phil guy. I can't help it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I'm going to head out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's... Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I obviously, you know, Tiger's Tiger, but I, I always was a Phil. I always was a Phil guy. That's so funny. That yeah. I love that. Now, Pat, when you're playing uh, in these tournaments and I'm, you know, uh, I apologize if I maybe, you know, don't know these big amateur tournaments as well as I think I do, but is there a scoreboard? And if so, are you, if you are able to check the leaderboard, do you do that? Is that something that you would want to do during a tourney? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big leaderboard guy. I was, I'm lucky enough now where the NHGA runs, you know, some good, good events and they, uh, Usually the final three or four groups, they will have an official with each one with a little scoreboard and they update it as you go. So there's always somebody with my group if I'm in one of those final groups and I can check. I can even ask one of them, you know, like what so-and-so was at and they'll they'll update you throughout, which is nice because you don't have to, you know, pull up a leaderboard on a phone or try to only check after nine. So it, it's nice to know where you're at because I, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a field player. So if 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 I don't need like a driver or if, or if I think I only need like a four iron or five iron off a tee on the last couple of holes, if I have a sh- two shot lead or, or, you know, two shots down, it totally would change the way I'd play the hole. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's- yeah I'm the same way, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Chubba likes to know where he stands. Yeah, he does. 
does. Yeah. He likes to know. I've you seen it done. Know. I mean, I've seen Chubba birdie 18 uh, possibly multiple times in my life. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a birdie guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just on 18. Um, he's never <laughs> he's never seen his name on a on a leaderboard. He just goes off of his scorecard. <laughs> okay, easy, easy. Uh, so, uh, I got one last one for you, Pat, on my list that I can. Sure. Uh, who do you think wins the Masters this year? We're Twenty-two days away. The Masters, man. You know, I don't know if you guys are DeShambo fans. I am not a DeShambo fan, but yes. I don't see how I don't see how he doesn't destroy that place. Wow. I'm in the same boat, I mean, man. I, I think that's one of the reasons why Tiger all the tournaments that's left for Tiger to win, the Masters is the best chance for him because there really is no rough there. Mm-hmm. So if you I mean if you bomb it, someone like DeShambo, I mean, I don't see how he doesn't have a a shot every every hole to try to make a birdie. I mean, yeah, it's, that's, it's really hard to get in trouble. I mean, he'd have to hit his driver real bad to to be not in play. And he's played great there as an amateur and the last few years. Yeah, so it's, that's definitely a smart pick. Uh, oh, you know he wants a Masters. He's, I mean, yeah. he's he's talking getting that ball speed up over two hundred on the reg, like for the Masters. It's like unbelievable the things that he's doing. Yeah, that if the Shambo, that's you know, that's his Super Bowl right now. If he wins that, I mean, he's officially not that he wasn't on the map already, but I mean, he's officially set up a game, a new game in golf. If he, if he was to win that, I mean, that just he's basically turning into a long drive competition. Yeah, yeah Pat, just kind of curious there. What what is it about Bryson that rubs you the wrong way? Is it his game? Is it his personality? Like what what is it there that you don't love so- about him? I mean, I love that he's he plays the game the way he wants to play it. He's not, you know, he doesn't let anybody else influence him. But I just he's he's slow. I, if you guys get to know me better, as far as on the golf course, I'm a big person as far as ready to play and not taking forever. Hmm. Which is one of the reasons why Fowler and McElroy and Kepka and those guys I'm a fan of. But Deshambo, it just seems like he's. I mean, he's never ready to hit when it's his turn. The human hmm. rain delay. I mean, it is. It's it's awful. Yeah, I I don't like his little tribute. I don't, I don't know what it is for me. I've always said he rubs me the wrong way as well. Not so much even. I've never even thought of his terrible pace of play. It's you know crying to officials that there's ants on his golf ball. Yeah, it just always seems like there's something going on with him. Right, right. He's a little too mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody asked you, Daniel. Okay, so I think that um, I think that's most of the uh, regular questions we have. Now we do have a special uh, new segment here for you, Pat. It's the group chat, this or that. Okay, so we're gonna fire off some kind of you know, well, this or that, and you just choose the one that you like best. Okay. Now the first one, I think we know the answer to is Tiger or Phil. I'm gonna go with Phil on that one. Love it. I love it. Me too. Me too. Uh, driver or passenger? Driver. Yep. Rangefinder or GPS? Rangefinder. Public or private? Uh, public, just because I grew up in all publics. Hell yeah. Flagstick in or out? Out all the way. Yes. Beer or pot? Beer. Big beer guy. Uh, so this one, is it a cut or a draw? Uh, you know, I used to play a draw my whole life, but now it's a cut, so I'm going to go with cut. Okay. Uh, mallet or blade? Mallet. Music or no music? No music. Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack? Caddyshack. Yes. Wow. Five <laughs> grand. Five That's grand he enough. bet on that. 
That's close, though. Danny said That's five grand that he chooses Caddyshack. Wow. That's awesome. This next one, we're talking buffalo wings here, Pat. Okay. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch all the way. Wow. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Mm-hmm. Rap or rock and roll? Rap. This is a sunny special. Blinds or curtains? Blinds or curtains? <laughs> uh, with the blind. Okay. Hey, right. like, uh, bacon or sausage? Bacon. Hard and fast or soft and slow? Hard and fast. Burger King or McDonald's? BK. Hard taco or soft taco? Soft. Xbox or PlayStation? PS. Kids or dogs? Kids. Uh, I had to see <laughs> if you got that last one right. <laughs> I'd be in trouble if I got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, I like that, Pat. I like that. Well done, sir. Uh, so you, uh, so you said rap in there. What, 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 what do you listen to? Just so next time, no. oh, we know not to play music in front of Pat, but if we I were really, to, I really don't listen to much. I'm not a rock and roll guy, so I said okay. rap. I'm not really much. What are you of a country guy? guy? Oh, not a music you guy. Know, okay, interesting. I, I listen to country, but this is, you know, a lot of people call me a nerd. I actually would rat if I'm out playing golf, even I actually turn on sports talk radio. Mm, interesting. Like that. Yeah. Or the group chat um, golf podcast. If you want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I like that. I, I, I back that. So yeah, group. I mean, ask Daniel. Daniel has gone off on me for putting music on because he hit a grounder before one time. So the story yeah. was he teed, he teed up his ball maybe a quarter of an inch off the grass with a driver and he because yeah. he loves hitting driver off the deck. And I mm-hmm. had the music going and it wasn't blasting but it was on. And then he hit, he hit a ground ball like basically driver off the deck which obviously like you're probably going to hit it. And then he's like this fucking music over here. Like who plays music on the golf course? Like and I was just like, "Whoa, like never again." And I, oh man. You're not going to take that risk again. No, I will never play. Unless I'm playing like 1970s rock and roll for Daniel, I'm not playing anything. Uh, you learned a lesson the hard way. Yes. It I was did. such an easy cop out to just blame it. It was. It was right there for him. And and when he doesn't hit many ground balls, so it was like, it was perfect. The only explanation for that is the music. I mean, I never hit a grounder. Had to be the music, not the low T. Yeah. Couldn't have been the low T. What kind of rangefinder do you use, Pat? If you don't mind me asking. You know, that's a wonderful question. Is it the Tour VS, baby? Like a Bushnell? I don't, know, or a... I don't even know. I got one of those sleeves over it. I haven't looked at it in forever. Nice. I just know the battery legit has lasted me like two years. I don't know how it's possible, but it has. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, do you hate blue cheese? Yes. Big okay. time. All right. So that's a big question for us. And that comes up in our group chat, our personal group chat a yeah. lot. Is are you a blue cheese or ranch guy? And I think we're I think we're seven to three in our personal group chat of blue cheese over ranch for a wing. Yeah. But it is only for advanced palates. So if you have an immature palate, you're probably a, blue, a ranch guy. No offense. No offense. No, I. So I hear you know I'm I'm actually more of a ranch non blue cheese guy just because I'm more of a hardcore barbecue guy, not a buffalo guy. Okay. Ooh. All right. Oh, so wow. yeah. So, so anything other than buffalo. Dangerous. Yeah, anything yeah. other than buffalo, if usually for me, I'm a, I'd go ranch. Yeah. And even like going to college in South Carolina, I will put ranch on. Like I'll dip pizza in ranch. I'm fine with that. Even from oh. as an Italian from Rhode Island, I'm still okay with that. Um, now, Pat, as we're on that barbecue versus buffalo kick, uh, bone in or bone out? Uh, that's a wonderful question. I'm gonna go bone in. Yeah. 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 See, yeah, for, me for me there, I would go bone in to sound more manly, 
But as but if I wanted to just tell the truth, I would say bone out because it's just easier to eat. <laughs> it's cleaner. It's easier. Like obviously, like bone in or bone. Oh yeah, bone in and blue cheese. Yeah, spicy as you can make them. But like in real life, I'm like, nah. I'll take the boneless baby. I'll use a fork. I was, gonna, I was gonna say either. You know, I'm not too picky. In case anyone doesn't know that about me, I'm. You know, I didn't get my body physique being picky. <laughs> Well, Pat, this was great having you on. I think uh, next year we'll have to definitely make a point to get the whole group chat squad in a scramble so we can win it this time. Um, So, yeah, we'll definitely keep you keep your number there. And uh, we'd love to have you on again. You know, we'd love to chat next year when you get on your. Do you have plans for next year in Uh, terms of your playing? I'll just usually I like to try to go, you know, south for a couple weeks to try to get ready for the season in March, April, kind of get ready. And then usually right about May, June, you know, May is all the USGA qualifiers. So it usually starts up pretty fast. I'll try to do all the New England circuit stuff and, you know, try to do the USGA qualifiers and go from there. Mm. We'll have to link up for a Naples round this winter. We've got some connections down there. So. Yeah, definitely. I'm, you know, it could be 30 degrees, could be 120 degrees. If, if it's golf, I'm going to come play. Love it. Thanks for your time, man. This was yeah. very informative. Uh, just awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, guys. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah anytime. So, um, Pat, what do, do you have any tournaments left this year really quick before you before you? No, I mean, no you're all done? No, the season's over now. Now it's just all the fun, little fun uh, end of the year stuff with your buddies. There right. it is. Yeah, unfortunately, you had you had to withdraw from the New Hampshire GA stuff because of the back injury. Is that correct? Yeah, I had you know I dealt with back issues for a while. It's been fine the last few years, which kind of goes again with one of the reasons why I don't hit a lot of balls. It, it just stiffens up a lot. So it it just I had back spasms a, a few weeks back, and it I just it felt like driving to the tournament and going three days of back and forth with cold weather just probably wasn't going to be good for it so i had to withdraw from that but it, it's been fine now lately you know hasn't been acting up all right well we look forward to to keeping track of pat next year and we'll definitely have him on again in the future he's our resident um new hampshire player of the year um we will never have another one on here um as Perfect. long as we live you're our guy awesome so, appreciate it pat thank you for uh for coming on with us thanks for giving us your time thanks for telling us what it's like to be a great golfer <laughs> and um, showing us a little insight into that life yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks again, and the the invites always out there to play Queechy. Oh, we'll be back. May- maybe even in the future, a group chat golf outing at Queechy. Nice. Who knows? Like if they allow like us. It. Yeah. All Definitely. right, Pat. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, so that was Pat Pelletier, the a million time winner of a million different tournaments uh, in New Hampshire, Vermont, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, whatever. Um, the kid's just a stick. Um, and he's fun to play with also, and he can play like he can make good golf. He can make somehow he made good golf, like look kind of crappy that day, if that makes sense. Like he shot even par, but I was like, damn, is Pat having a bad day? And then I counted up the strokes at the end and it was even par. And I was like, oh, wow, what does a good day look like for him? Um, so, so fun to watch there. Uh, I was a little surprised. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. No, go. I was going to say, uh, it was also uh, him having a crappy day out there made, and he still made golf look easy. Uh, You're right. It was. It was almost both somehow. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, blinds over curtains. I'm wondering, is he a blinds guy in his house? Now, when I crafted that question, I was, maybe because I was a little bit high, I was like, I don't know the difference between a blind and a curtain. But then it came to me that blinds are like the individual ones that hang down. 
when there's a lot of them and then curtains are like there's two or one and you pull them together is that is that am i getting that right yeah are you were you asking is he like if he's designing his his home is he putting blinds in or curtains or does he call them blinds or does he call them curtains yeah see at first i said i don't know the difference but the more i thought about it i was like are blinds the one that i i I think it should be what do you call them blinds or curtains because i don't think somebody looks at them and says okay those are blinds can you close those blinds you know those are either say curtains or blinds in that situation and and i think i for this conversation i think we have to go to our best friend uh, of the group chat golf podcast miriam webster to get the definition of a blind versus a curtain because i'm confused if they're different or if they're the same thing i think you're right like is this a tomato tomato situation originally or is this yes. apples and oranges? Originally, yes. That's why I put the other one. What was the other one that I put on that we took off because it was the same thing? I kind of tried to craft those the same, and then the other one ended up being a little different. Uh, Daniel, what was that other one that I did? Um, sorry, I, I was just firing in a bet on DeChambeau for $100 <laughs> after Pat picked him to win the Masters. Uh, I can't remember what the other one I did was, um, but let's see. Blinds. Are you Google? Are you Merriam-Webstering it, Chubba, or am I? Uh, yeah, so this isn't from Miriam, who I hate, by the way, um, but it says visually curtains and blinds do look very different. Uh, curtains and drapery are made from fabric, while blinds are composed of slats or louvers. Hmm. I think that's French. Uh, louver um, <laughs> that can be manipulated to let in more or less light. Gotcha. So I think blinds are probably the things like you pull up and down, whereas curtains are just like the the fabric that goes over the window. Yeah. Like blinds are shades, blinds and yeah. shades yeah, do the same sure. thing, but curtains sure. are the like draping fabric. Yeah. I guess you'd have blinds and curtains on your windows. If you were a normal person, some could, some could. Yeah. yeah. Rich people. Right. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, what, yeah. If the house doesn't come with blinds, I'm not putting them up. Just curtains for me. Um, I think I say, cur- what do you guys say? I say curtain. I think I've never thought about that in my life. I don't think I've said one way or the other. Well, what do you what do you have on your bedroom in your in your bedroom? What do you I have on the I windows? Would, I think I have curtains. I think yeah. for me, blinds blinds are, are a little bit dated. I think. I think that's you're why. Right. I go, you know what I mean? I go with drapes actually. Ooh, add it add it to the list. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm seeing on on Google Images now, there there do appear to be some kind of modern looking blinds. But when I think of blinds, I think of those like shitty plastic like what we had in college you know where it was like that shitty plastic that's just on the strings and it's mm-hmm. got that little that little stick that you can swivel around right. to let more or less exactly. light in and it's got the string to pull up and down i think i mean well again i'm looking at some of these pretty classy blinds here on google but i think a, a curtain is more my style yeah in college i had the blinds and then i just put my comforter over my window so it could be dark and we could put a black light in there and just smoke blunts all day that's that's that was my my Elm Hall uh, room. No blinds, no curtains, just a comforter. All right. So there, there, there was there was one question that we asked Pat in there that that we've been meaning to get to for a few weeks now. And we'll, we'll throw it in today. Uh, would you rather drive a golf cart or be the passenger? Um, I, I always just passenger? who says passenger? I don't know. What did? Yeah, he said driver. I would be the driver all day. The first thing I do is put my bag in a driver's seat, unless I'm just feeling off that day. I guess I don't. I don't know when or I would ever choose guest. to be a. Yeah, or if you're a guest, exactly. But once I get one, even on those days where I'm like, I'm gonna put my bag on the passenger side today. 
with, on the first fairway, I'm like, why did I ever put my bag on this side? This sucks. <laughs> like, I, not having control of the golf cart is like the worst thing on the golf course for me. Yeah, I think that's very like it's situational, right? Like, I think that Daniel said, if you're a guest somewhere, you don't know the layout, you're probably going to want the the member or whatever to drive. But then I also think it comes down to like whether your playing partner or your partner for that day is an alpha or a beta. Because like if they're an alpha and you take the driving spot, like they're going to be bitching the whole time, you know, and that's a nuisance. So if you have that type of guy, that's, oh, they're, we got to go to my ball. Like I would rather just let that person drive sure. than have to deal with their mouth all day. Like kind of like a Daniel, you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, and it's also kind of mood dependent too. Like sometimes I've been pretty hungover and I'm fine with just riding, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to deal with all of the, uh, you know all of the responsibilities that come with navigating the course and driving the other person over to their ball and blah, blah, blah. If it was up to me, I would never, I am fine not going back to two people in a cart. I love the, like, hmm. have your own cart thing. Yeah. We're back. He's, to two and it's he's been spoiled. He's been spoiled by COVID. Yeah. 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 We're back to two and it's like, it's like a totally different game. And I played in a scramble with guys I didn't know very well uh, this week. Great guys. Love them to death. We defended a title and we won again. So we're two time in a row there, three time, two times since I've been there. Um, but the first, like when I got to the carts, I was invited to play and his bag was already on the passenger seat. And I was like, something's just not right here. And Jason, if you're listening to this, I, I love you to death, but you got to drive in that situation, my man. Wow. You know, you, you, you sent the text out on Thursday to play in a Monday tournament. You got you to gotta drive for me, right? Hey, maybe he was respecting you, you know, as the, the low handicap in the group or something and said, uh, this is the guy I want driving. Uh, I don't, it's still, it, it's kind of noble of him, in my opinion, to just take the, the passenger seat because I, I never would do that. I'm, I'm usually fighting over you know what though too he does work a lot from his phone so i get it i take that back jason i'm sorry i'll drive for you anytime and i want to be invited again next year to for the three peat so uh and we did win a free foursome also so it was a the last two last three scrambles i've played and i've won so just everybody listening if you need somebody in the rhode island massachusetts connecticut new hampshire area for a scramble um give me a call and we'll get that dub so i'm sorry i couldn't contribute to yours uh chubba a couple of weeks ago with you and Hmm. pat yeah, that was unfortunate. It just came at a tough time. It was a Monday, you know, it was during the day. So we'll, we'll definitely make sure to get the whole group in there and, uh, and get a win. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I, I've had a lot of trips up there this year. I did a lot of, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont trips. So it's just one too many for mm-hmm. me. And we have one coming up, um, 22 days away. It'll be master's weekend and we will, I'm going to, we're, we're going to go live from camp. You guys are going to see where, where group chat golf basically got its start. Um, mm-hmm. a quote unquote, um, last year I was changed forever during this summer camp. Uh, sorry, fall. It's actually burning camp. Now uh, <laughs> I was, I was changed forever during burning camp one last year. We go on the same camping trip every year. Uh, I think this is going to be the sixth one. Uh, yeah, we called it, we used to call it summer camp. Um, we've actually never held it during the summer, but we just kind of call it that to keep the vibe up. Um, and then last year, yeah, we added like a little Burning Man psychedelic aspect to it, and uh, it changed Sonny's entire life. So. It did. So for the better. For the I've better. Had. For the better. I had a lot going on in my life, and I am a changed man. 
And um, that if, if it wasn't for that weekend, group chat golf would have never been started. I would have never found this, this, this happiness that I have now and this outlook on, on the world. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you psychedelics are awesome, but um, psychedelics are fucking awesome. Uh, so uh, yeah, anyway, we'll be having one of those weekends and that will be master's weekend and you will get to meet the whole group chat. We're going to have everybody on live aside from one guy, Ian shout out, uh, not going to be able to make it that week, but um, yeah, we're going to, and, and I almost was going to figure out live today as we were recording this podcast, waiting for Pat. Um, but we were a little nervous to just press the live button. So mm. we'll figure it out at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a learning curve to these things, folks. It's not just all sunshine and roses like Daniel makes it out to be. Yeah. And we're, and we're not just all like tech guys. These things are, we're, we're, we're accidentally, this is this whole influencer thing, total accident. So we're trying to figure it out as we go. Um, and we will figure it out, but, um, I I mean, I I love, we're going to have more guests coming up in the future because that was fun today with Pat. Yeah, that was a blast. I mean, not only is it great to like hear a, a new voice and not have to deal with Daniel all the time, but it's just great to like shoot out questions to somebody who's like good at the game, you know? Yeah. People to kill Chubba Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was so surprised to hear that he doesn't hit balls before rounds. I had so like I, in my head, my all my questions all week were crafted around like his practice routine and like what goes into being so good. And then he's like, yeah, I just never hit balls. I just kind of go out there and do it. And I'm like, well, there goes every fucking question I had for you about your routine. Good little backstory to that. The reason I asked that question was because, um, you know, at that scramble where initially it was going to be like the group Jack golf guys. And, you know, I was just trying to put together a team that would bring Chuba victory, his first in his career. So, um, uh, that that day or sorry the day before actually pat sent me a message that was like hey uh you know my back's been bothering me i haven't been able to hit a club so i might be swinging like an old man tomorrow uh so just like apologizing ahead of time and then that morning you know like i think all four of us there's a five-man scramble and so four of us were already there we were down hitting in the warm-up net and I was just watching each car go by like, oh, where is he? I hope I hope he's coming. <laughs> and, I mean, he literally like walked. I don't know if he did his stretching routine like he said he does, but he literally just like walked onto the tee box when we were up. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, that kind of that kind of spurred like this. So is there like a, a routine? I mean, I was nervous. dude. Let me tell you, I was sweating like I, you know where are we you know we kind of were gonna need to be back. especially because like a couple of days before you said he had hurt his back so like yeah. you, you, you figure like that's prime like he might not be coming he might have hurt his back and not come and i knew he had he had one more event to go to defend uh his two-time reigning defending new hampshire ga player of the year he had that event coming up like the next week so in my mind i'm thinking like well is this guy going to is he going to like prioritize this five man charity scramble that means nothing except for <laughs> or is he going to prioritize like the actual event that he has to play in in two weeks? And it turned out it was, you know, it was an event that was pretty far away and, and he didn't think he his back was up to it. So he, he actually did prioritize the Chubba scramble, which I commend him for, but boy, did he have me sweating that morning because 
it was literally, I mean, the dude was on the microphone, like giving T assignments. It was a shotgun start. And he was just out there rattling off where everyone's starting. And I'm just sitting there on my phone, like, uh, that. <laughs> and then he just walked up and, and crushed it. I mean, he, he played phenomenal. Well, maybe not to his standards, but for me, it was, he played great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the kids, the kids just a stick and a half. Any, yeah. Anytime you can get a plus four uh, to join your scramble group, that's, that's a win. Yeah. That's a win. I didn't even know they existed, uh, plus fours until I, until I played around with, uh, with Pat. So, we appreciate Pat coming on and also just like having us out that day. I mean, just, just, I don't know. Pat, you're a great guy, dude. Thank you for coming on. Awesome golfer. It's cool. Just seeing the insight into a guy who, who is really good at golf, but also not a PGA tour pro. Um, just that in between um, where you're just really good, um, but you don't have the time to, to commit to 80 hours a week practicing and playing on the PGA tour. Uh, so it was cool seeing that crazy to me that he doesn't hit balls. Absolutely mind boggling. Um, but yeah, that's we we got another surprise guest coming on next week. It's going to be a huge yeah. surprise and he's got something really big going on. One of the, the future uh, big names on Instagram. You'll see um, he will yeah. be, he will be big. Uh, this will happen in the next couple of years. He's making a, a for sure splash in, in the golf world. And we're excited to have him on. That's going to be a, a pretty good one. So yeah, he's uh, just an electric human being, if you will, just yeah. the electricity yeah. and vibes that come off this guy are just the kind you want around all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a phenomenal guy. So that's Pat. Thanks again for coming on. I know you're not there anymore, but, but we appreciate that. Um, don't forget to go check us out at groupchatgolf.com. Tomorrow, right, is going to be the last day of the Chubba Watson collection as he's very limited on what he has left. Um, it's been a crazy week of sales. Right. That's the most of the collection is sold out. I anticipate by tomorrow when this when you're listening to this, Thursday, October 22nd, we will be sold out. So um, we'll try to do another drop in the spring maybe. But thank you, thank you, thank you. To everyone who bought Sonny's collection still live. He's going to keep, keep his populated. So we will have things to buy throughout the winter, but thanks a bunch there and check us out. Groupchatgolf.com. Yeah. Groupchatgolf.com. And I will be dropping a master shirt in the next few days. I'm still trying to perfect, um, try to put my, my idea on a t-shirt. So we will get to that point and I will not disappoint. Uh, I just said point twice within a very short period of time. One of them wasn't the word, but uh, here we go anyway. I did get a little bit drunk for this episode, so I apologize if I talked a little bit fast. Uh, we were on the pre-call for a few extra minutes, and I took a shot before. Like I don't norm- <laughs> I don't normally do that, um, but but I got on the call last minute today, so I was like, damn, I got I, I I've just been busy all day, so I took a little shot, and then we were on the pre-call for an hour, and I had another drink, and then here I am now, just spewing absolute bullshit. So an hour in. Um, Playing catch up a little bit, but you can check us out on social at Chubba Watson on Instagram, at Chubba Watson on Twitter and TikTok, at Group Chat Golf Memes on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Uh, yep, Group Chat Golf Guy on on TikTok, and also uh, that's my personal Instagram um, at Lafferty underscore Daniel underscore, and he is doing a countdown for the Masters on his page, so go check him out. Um, that's daily content from one of the guys who you will not see daily content from all the time. Um, but now's the time to get in on that. You got 22 days left to just see unlimited uh, masters videos as well as 80s memes. 
which don't exist really if you think about it. And now that I'm thinking about it, an 80s meme page would actually be hilarious. Um, Daniel has it. And Daniel yeah. has it. So we're, it's already a thing. <laughs> At uh, Lafferty underscore Daniel. Uh, yeah, go check us out on social. Give us a follow anywhere. And if you're listening to this right now, um, if you could just go leave a review for the podcast. We don't have that many reviews. We know you guys are listening, but... Uh, even if you want to just say a little something about why you like it, whatever, leave leave a review, give it five stars, give it four stars, whatever you think it is. Um, just just give us a little bit of love. Go follow us on uh, on social, and you know that's it. Another episode. If you do leave a review, feel free to make fun of Daniel. You know, call him an idiot. You know, whatever you want to do, that's fine. I like the term nitwit actually yeah call him a nitwit call him a nitwit yeah and also i'll just throw this in if you ever want to shit on somebody on the podcast uh if you want us to shit on somebody and you somebody's cheating in your group or somebody's got a, a bullshit handicap and you want us to throw it out we'll, we'll do that for a price and it's a very cheap price so if you want to be a part of the podcast and talking shit about your friends and getting out there to thousands of people um just hit us up in the dms uh we'll make it happen right guys yeah or maybe we'll launch a cameo and you can find us there, there or, or an only Maybe oh. we get on OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to see this, but I'll putt naked. I'll putt naked in my bedroom. On the- well, we can do Daniel Feet Picks. We can do some Daniel Feet <laughs> That's uh, episode 1-9, folks. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> episode 19 of the Group Jack Golf Podcast. Chubba Watson, take us out. Yeah, welcome. Uh-